Hello and welcome to the 12 Minutes of Workplace Health podcast. I'm Harry Bliss, CEO and co-founder of Champion Health, and today we're joined by Jonathan Gawthrop. Jonathan is not only an executive director at MCOR UK in sustainability, wellbeing and assurance, but is also an award-winning organisational change specialist. In his role at MCOR, they've been the first organisation to be able to be certified with the ISO 45003 Psychological Safety Standards. Welcome to today's session, Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? I'm really good, Harry. Thank you. And how are you? Very well, thank you. Very well. I know we've both got trials and tribulations at the moment of moving house, so we've got that in common immediately. But we've also got in common um, being some slight self-confessed geeks in the workplace health arena and space. So would you be able to just share a little bit more around the role that you're in at MCOR, the work that you do, um, the studies that you've been on and, um, and the learnings as well that, that you've had within the workplace health space? Yes, of course, Harry. Thank you. Um, so uh, my role is that I lead the um, the strategy for um, health, safety and well-being um, at uh, MCOR UK. My role title is, in fact, the Executive Director of Wellbeing, Sustainability and Assurance. And I've been in that position now for, for four or five years. I guess the, um, the background to that very briefly is that uh, I previously worked in, in operations and during my time in operations became particularly interested in um, individuals and how they worked and how we could make life as good as it could possibly be for them within within the work environment and and as such i did some some studies i studied uh, behavior change um, and and well-being um, uh, and did a master's in that and then most recently a, a master's in health research as well which i'm currently then um converting in, in into a phd which is focusing on organizational well-being and its links with with um the sustainability agenda and perhaps we'll talk about that a little bit later but the, but that's me in a in a nutshell so it'll be dr jonathan um shortly um so we might have to edit the podcast title um and what i'd love to just learn more about is the iso 45003 that many of our members and listeners to to this podcast are fascinated by and you were the first organization to be able to get um, to, to be able to be certified with that. Can you just talk a little bit more around why you did it first of all and then the process that, that you went through? Certainly. So um, as a facilities management organisation, we were well versed in, in, in traditional safety methods, which were bounded at the time by 45,001. What I liked about 45,003 was the sort of relatability to 45,001. I guess the fact that it was recognisable in terms of its language and its intent to our organization. So it felt like a relatively short step in terms of a process. What I also liked about it was that it provides the opportunity to underwrite our intentions as being a, a whole person organization in terms of our approach to safety. So we were for some time looking at how we could improve both physical and psychological or, or, or mental good health in, in the workplace. Um, and, and it seemed to assist us with that because we were marrying together two frameworks in terms of 45,001 and 45,003. I, I think one of the misconceptions about 45,003 is that in its own right, it's going to transform the organization overnight uh, if, if you're accredited uh, with with the standard or indeed even work within the framework uh, and and of course like anything it's not as simple as that 
it's based on Plan Do Check Act. So that's where the similarities with 45,001 come. But more than that, what it does is just, and for us, what we found the benefit was that it prompts you to think about the way that the organisation is run uh, in a way that perhaps other standards that have gone before it don't. So everything really is um, linked to every every element of the business, be it supply chain, information technology, uh, human resources, all of the kind of functional parts of the business have a part to play in achieving 45,003. And that was really important to us as a business um, because we never wanted simply the department that I run to be the owners, if you like, of well-being and good mental health within the organisation. It was a shared responsibility. And how do you get that message across? Because I couldn't agree more that the the responsibility of well-being doesn't just sit upon the the shoulders of the individual that might be at director level, for example, um, for well-being. How do you share that responsibility across line managers, but the boots on the ground as well? I I think the first thing is to make it simple. So um, one of the challenges I had with 45,003 was the use of the term psychosocial risk, not least because it took me about eight months to be able to say it without um, tripping over the the letters. I think unpacking it, unpacking 45,003 and making it, uh, use the word already, relatable to individuals to assure them that actually this is what they are doing anyway. This isn't new. This isn't additional things. It's perhaps thinking about what you do in in your leadership role or your supervision role or indeed in your own you know personal space. It's it's thinking about those things um, with an active mind. So rather than just going through the motions, perhaps understanding what the impact of what you've just said or are about to say may have on somebody else is actually part of managing psychosocial risk. So it really is fundamentally just a behaviour and a good behaviour. And if we were all behaving well all of the time, then we'd be sort of 95% along the way of of having a better workplace. So that relatability and simplicity, I think, is is absolutely essential. Um, It's not a silver bullet in its own right. Um, I think the last part of that kind of triangle is is around authenticity so saying something is not the same as doing something and so it's really important that employees recognize that both the organization and leaders within the organization are doing what they say they are doing. I think that's absolutely vital that congruency between words and actions Um, I find that's where well-being strategies go from okay to great um, when they're really being role modelled and action the, the words that are being said. You touched upon something earlier on that I'd love to, to unpick around the link between sustainability and well-being specifically. And your role is quite unique in that sense. Could you just talk a little bit more around that and, and where you see the intrinsic links? Yes, certainly. Um, I'm going to start that with the definition of sustainability. So I think traditionally the um, sustainability agenda has been hardwired into kind of the ecological discussion. So, you know, carbon neutrality, for example. When when I talked about sustainability and indeed when I sort of said I, I think that's a part of the departmental title that we should we should have in there alongside well-being is that when, when we talk about sustainability, we talk about it in its broadest sense. So we're talking about everything from you know, carbon neutrality and, and, and commitments 
um, there right the way through to almost the legacy that we leave and the requirement that we have as an organization to be resilient and be an employer for years and years to come, for generations to come, and also in the communities in which we operate. So there's there's this kind of moral obligation, I suppose, uh, to sustainability. There's a financial obligation to it. And there's also doing work properly and ethically and understanding the impacts. And as I say, that's not simply from an ecological point of view. Moreover, that's about mm. having an impact positively in terms of the employees that you have, the supply chain partners that you work with and the communities that you operate in. So there's a very holistic approach to the definition of sustainability. And that's why I think it's intrinsically linked um, when when you apply that definition uh, to, to, to well-being. I think that's a really interesting point. It's made me reflect as much as anything. That's why I love these conversations, because I can do a huge amount of learning. But I would tie in sustainability with ecological sustainability, but actually human sustainability is a really key factor as well. And, and of course, is, is interlinked. So thank you for, for talking through that. I'm going to pick up on two words that you've used, um, or three, actually. One is whole person and the other one is holistic. How important is it to be able to take that whole person approach and to, to look at the, the, the whole individual? Yes, I, th- I think it's um, essential in terms of well-being. Um, the antecedents to, to poor well-being or poor mental health can start with, with, with um, physical. It can start with the physical environment. It can start with physicality in terms of, you know, the uh, interrelatedness between stress and musculoskeletal disorders. So there is this, there is this intrinsic link uh, and therefore to separate out the mental and and the physical um, uh, really misses the opportunity to create interventions that will support the whole of the individual. And I think that's always been my belief. Now, that's not to say that within physical uh, health and mental health, you don't have to have levels of expertise because of, you know, the significance of those areas uh, of course that's that's absolutely correct but i think as an organization the opportunity to look at individuals as whole people um as opposed to you know separate parts is and and then to 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 put the responsibility of if you like supporting those separate parts to have them in discrete areas of the organization is missing is missing the point of of people bringing their whole selves to work you can't bring your whole self to work and and be managed or led or supported by half a dozen different parts of the business so you know the business is a whole um the business is a system individuals are a system and therefore taking that kind of systems approach is going to i think bring more success uh, than than if you try and do that in 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 small bits Thank you, Jonathan. And we're coming to an end on on today's session. Um, We do joke internally that we need the 12 hours of Workplace Health podcast to really delve into these topics. But a huge thank you for your time today. I've learned a lot personally, and I'm sure our listeners will as well. Thank you, Harry. It's It's been a pleasure talking to you. Where does the time go? For more exclusive insights and content around workplace wellbeing, please subscribe to this podcast. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.